You're listening to Doing Law Differently. Join me, Lucy Dickens, as I explore how the world's most progressive legal service providers are doing law differently. Hi everyone, Lucy here. Welcome back to the podcast. Today I'm joined by Rachel Hempling, who is a lovely friend of mine and a barrister and mediator at The Separation Place. I've wanted to get Rachel on the podcast for a little while now to tell you and to share with you some of the really cool things that she's been doing with her business. The Separation Place is an online platform that helps families with information and tips on positive communication skills and access to affordable mediation services for family law. As well as offering traditional mediation services, both online and in person, Rachel's also developed a series of online courses and programs that give separating couples the skills and the tools that they need to DIY some of the legal aspects around separation, but also to provide them with the information they need that's really going to set them up for success when they're working with their lawyer and with her as their mediator. In the interview, we look at why Rachel chose to set up her online courses and how she took her traditional mediation practice and mapped it all out to create these online courses. But what I really love is how Rachel dives into the back end of the course in terms of how she built it, the technology platform she used, what brings it all together, how she chose what to price the course and how she's looking to pivot her offering so that she can work more closely with family lawyers as well as the general public. Enjoy the interview. Hi, Rachel. Thanks for joining me. Thanks, Lucy. It's lovely to be here. Absolutely. Lovely to have you too. Let's start with an intro. Tell us about The Separation Place. What do you do? Okay. So The Separation Place kind of came about a few years ago after... I had a professional pivot myself. You know, my background in law was as a criminal lawyer. I'd always worked as either a government lawyer or a government-funded lawyer, so either for prosecutions or I did some work in the UK, but it was all legal aid work. So when I had little people come into my life, I've got three kids, I found that I really couldn't practice in the way that I had done before because crime is very court-based, it's very trial-based, And those long hours just weren't compatible with family life. So I had to look for a different way to work. So I went to the private bar here in Queensland and almost fell into family law because those were the briefs that were coming my way. And at the same time, I decided to do my mediation training because that was something that really interested me. I seem to be a practitioner who's fairly resolution focused anyway. I was always trying to negotiate my way through hearings. Isn't, isn't there a better way? Can we talk about this? So it seemed like a natural progression for me. And honestly, it's been one of the best decisions I ever made to move towards mediation. So after practicing in that space for a while, it was a very easy place to fall into that family law, legally represented mediation work that I was doing. And whilst it was fantastic, I kind of felt like there was a missing link. There was a missing link and 
there were some things that I was saying to people in mediation every single time that I thought that, wow, imagine if you were equipped with this information before you came to a mediation and before you'd spent tens of thousands of dollars on lawyers. And it's quite, some of it's practical, some of it's not legal at all. And I just kind of thought, how can I share this with people beyond one-on-one in a room using family mediation skills? So that's where the separation place came in. And I started that business, as I said, a couple of years ago, decided that I would build some online resources for people to tap into, almost like an online course so they could access it at home. Because a lot of people I was find I were finding had this They were juggling children, they were juggling busy lives and work and also going through a separation is, you know, for some is some of the most traumatic times that people will face. So having online access to something looked like it would be a really good solution for this. So that's where I set about creating the courses and really, to be honest, it's been quite cathartic for me as well. I really unpicked what I did and what process I went through in a mediation and thought how can I pull out those important things from my mediation and educate people before they get to that point or before they get to the point where they feel like they can't resolve the conflict around their lives I think. Wow. So you started with a view that I'm going to take a completely different approach and you wanted the people who came to see you for a mediation to already have all the information that you were probably about to start giving them. Yeah, that's right. And obviously you've said that your intention was to help them because they would be empowered and they would know so much more when they got to you. But did you also intend to change the way the mediation would operate? Did you think that by setting up these courses, you could then handle the mediation in a different way? And was that part of the motivator? Absolutely. And look, I find with people who have done the course or done the online component before coming to me, whether that's an in-person mediation or whether that's an online mediation, have really been able to, and they almost quote me back to myself. It's like, (laughs) oh, I know you say this and I know that that's not, you know, they they catch. I've done my homework. Yeah, they catch themselves. And to me, that's fantastic. That means that they're being mindful about the process. And it also means that all of that general stuff that, look, I know some mediators at the beginning of their mediations take up to an hour to have that initial introduction and this is what's going to happen. This is the process. This is the information you need to know. And I feel like I'm already cutting that out. So we are almost getting straight to the point, straight to the issues and really using my skills as a mediator to help them most because I've already done that background education and information provision, I think. That's really interesting. As you've been explaining that, I'm I'm doing some work with the College of Law and we're looking at um, taking their practice management course online, obviously, because everything's online or in fact we have taken it online but part of that process was how can we set you up so that you're prepared and that when we jump in we're ready to go we don't have to spend an hour doing the intro by which time everybody's tired and drained because I've just talked to you for an hour instead we're ready to go and that's exactly the same approach that you've taken here with your online program yeah it's interesting how you find these you know links that tie things together when you're looking for them tell us about the courses and the online program so how how do they work 
So the online program that I have two main ones at the moment, and one is Family Matters, and that is designed to help families or separating couples who have children to create a parenting plan which is step one to co-parent, basically. The Family Law Act says that we should look at a parenting plan first. We shouldn't jump straight to court. And in fact, this is what this centres around. And it, it talks about educating because often parents come with these old-fashioned ideas, which is not their fault because sometimes that's perpetuated in the media, using words like custody and those sorts of words and I want custody, which centres around the entitlements of the parents. But a number of years ago, there were amendments to the Family Law Act that removed those words. And we talk about it being child-focused. So the children have a right to a relationship with each of their parents as long as there are no concerns otherwise. Also, we need to look at their best interests and what is right for the children. So children have rights and parents have responsibilities. And I think for family lawyers, and certainly the feedback I get, and every single time in a mediation I was finding, that these two concepts of parental responsibility and best interests or rights of children were really hard concepts for people to get. So I really focus on that in those courses. And I have had feedback from some family lawyers going, oh my gosh, if I can just play that to my client every single time, that will save me saying the same thing over and over and over again. So that was really good feedback to hear in relation to that course. So that's family matters. And that steps you through that process. Obviously, if you get to the end of that process, and you're unable to come to some or all agreement on how your co-parenting relationship looks like and what your schedule looks like, then there's the option to couple that with mediation with me online. So anyone from across Australia can access that. And I wanted to do that so I could have that broad reach. And another thing that was really important to me, I grew up in regional Australia. I'm from Tamworth in New South Wales. And I know that there are limited resources in regional Australia, and that shouldn't be the case anymore. We have the technology to reach people. So I'm really passionate about reaching people in regional areas for an affordable price as well. Sometimes we find that For instance, if you're getting Sydney barristers or Sydney mediators travel to somewhere like Tamworth, they may well be charging premium prices. They will charge for their travel time. And quite right, it's their time and they need to bill for it. But if I can reach people in a different way, in a cost-effective way, and help people in the country, because I'm a country girl, that was really important to me. And then Money Matters came about because... I had some feedback from a few people going, well, that's great, but what about the money? People really care about splitting their, sorting their financial split out. So I unpicked again, oh gosh, okay, what is the process I go through and how do I explain that to people? And I obviously had some help from my good friend and family lawyer, Jolene Nell, who helped me through the bits that I'm not normally exposed to. She's a solicitor and obviously my role as a barrister and mediator I don't do some of those bits and pieces right at the beginning that a solicitor would do. So she helped me out with that. And I built out the course so someone could step themselves through the process and be informed of firstly how to communicate. Second of all, what process a court and lawyers use when they're 
having a look at your finances and how to split them. So that was a great process for me as well. And again, that can be coupled with the mediation if you get to a point where you can't come to a complete agreement. I love this. I love the sound of of both of the courses and I love how you've just made all this information accessible to people who otherwise might not have had access to this kind of information, but you've made, you've made it easier. I mean, you talk about regional Australia and you talk about uh, offering your services across the whole country, but as well as that, you're enabling people who are in probably the most difficult period of their life. And, you know, sometimes you know, everyone's fi- circumstances are different, but they may have financial strains. Um, even if they have assets, they may not have access to them during the separation for whatever reason and they've got children and it's not easy to make time to go and see a lawyer you know hours big chunks of time whereas your programs they can do them in their own time you know once the kids are in bed or in the morning or at school however that works I want to ask you about some of the practicalities in terms of what you've what you've just explained from a legal practitioner's perspective. You've said a couple of times about how you unpicked the process. So you stood back and you said, what do I normally do? How did that work? What did that look like? Well, it it was a process of two separate things, actually. First of all, I had to do a bit of a, a brain dump of what do I do in my normal, how would I run a mediation and what am I saying and what information am I giving people? And how do I put that onto a tech platform? Yeah. Which was an interesting process for me because I, prior to this, I wasn't overly techie. I didn't really know a lot beyond what I needed with my workplace. I certainly didn't grow up with the internet. And when I tell my kids that there was no internet while I was at uni, they are flabbergasted and can't really even understand that concept. Actually, when we have uni students come through here as well at um, Chambers, we often, you know, they say, oh, you must be really good at legal research. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, the law library used to have books in it when I went through uni. So that's difficult. So I really had to reteach or learn about these tech platforms. And what I decided to do, I host my courses on Kajabi, which is a a really good, all-inclusive platform, which allows me to automate a lot of things, which is for me, trying to put all the different pieces into the back end of a website was probably beyond my capabilities. So I wanted to keep it to something that I could manage and Kajabi allows me to do that. Look, it's not a cheap platform, but it allowed me, I guess, the ability to take comfort that it wouldn't all go wrong in the background and that I wouldn't be able to fix it myself. So I went through that process. It was a bit of a brain dump as to what I do and trying to section it up and trying to work out what the important pieces were. I've spoken to a lot of family lawyers and got feedback from them. Jolene obviously did a lot of editing for me. She was great. So I'd, I'd do the slides. I'd write what I needed to write. She would give it a good edit for me. And then I would record my voice in the video and then obviously host it on the platform that way. I would like to do a bit more to camera video rather than mm-hmm. just screen video. But that's probably the next step, I guess, yeah. in, in building out the separation place. Have you got your hands on my new ebook? It's filled with 80 short, sharp and practical tips to help you firm your foundations, sort your strategy and optimize your operations so that you can modernize your law firm. Get your copy at lucydickens.com.au forward slash ebook. 
guess I should also ask, why did you decide to do it as a course as opposed to some of the many other ways you could have given information? Good question. I think the idea of having something that could be used over and over again or a piece of information or a piece of content that was packaged up nicely and got to, you know, this will help you get a parenting plan. This is everything you need to know. Well, not everything, but all the really important Mm. ingredients that you need to know. So I guess it was that trying to package that together to give people the really important information they needed. I liked the look of Kajabi. I'd done a few online courses myself and thought this is a great way to to deliver this information. Yeah, fair enough. It makes sense. And it's not, it's more personable. And I've listened to some of your videos. You've shown me the back, the back end of your course and you have the most calming voice. It's so nice to listen to it. And I'm not surprised that after going through your course, people just feel peaceful and at ease and ready to negotiate with you, mediating their, their problems because it's, it is, it just puts you in this place of calm which is not where a lot of family oh. family law clients probably start. <laughs> oh, thanks, Lucy. Yeah, I have had a little bit of feedback about that and someone said, oh, you should do a meditation series and I'm, oh, okay. I think I might have given you that comment as well. Yeah, you, you should. You maybe should. I should. Yeah, maybe I should. Yeah, it can be the bonus. You know, when you sign up to the course, you get this free meditation and I can yeah. help you drift off to sleep. <laughs> yeah. One of the other things I wanted to ask you about is price because, and then we'll tell you. And you're saying, I got really bored of or fed up of telling people the same information every single time and wasting my time and theirs um, by, by doing that. And so instead you've put that information and you've packaged it, like you say, in this course. But to some extent that means, well, it does mean that you're now not charging those people the big hourly rate to do, to, to give them that information and to give them that advice. So how did you unpick the pricing process? How did you decide what was going to go into choosing the price for your course? This has been really difficult for me and I have struggled with this a lot and anyone around me who's kind of been on this journey with me, Clarissa and Emma Houston, will also say that it makes me feel very, very uncomfortable talking about <laughs> price. And it's really it's really interesting because, because I came from that government-funded legal background. I'm happy to give everyone, everything away from free, for free mm. and everyone keeps going, no, no, you can't give it away for free. So then it was like, okay, I just need to cover my costs. And everyone's like, no, 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 that's not good business <laughs> sense either. So it was more about I've played with a number of different price points. And to be honest, I've done some testing around what works and what I offer with the packages. And I'm about to sort of change that up again because I think I've honed in on what works for me and what works for people. So I think where I started was trying to give people as much as possible. So access to a private Facebook group and a session with me and extra templates and extra webinars and those sorts of things. But when it all boils down to it, people want the online content and if they can't do it themselves, they want me to help them have this conversation through mediation. So I guess I've really stripped back 
that and having another really good look right now actually I think COVID times have helped us all sort of go back to basics and have a really good look at what I do is it necessary and can I simplify it in some way so I think I've got to the point where I will have a course offering where you can buy the course by itself for less than $400 and I think what I will do is the other package I will offer is the mediation package where you get up to four hours online mediation and you also get the course as well and that will be less than a thousand dollars per person and I wanted to keep it under that because anything above that and we're getting into first of all prices that make me feel uncomfortable and prices (laughs) that don't allow accessibility for everyone it puts you into a different category it puts you into anything more than that and you know some of barristers daily rates are not not everyone can afford them actually most people can't so I wanted to keep it to a point where a it works for me in my life four hours with a bit of intro and outro for a mediation a day works for me and it also allows me to help people and it also allows me to earn above what my costs are obviously and allows me to have an enjoyable life moving forward so that's where I'm aiming at and I just found anything above that I was limiting this service I guess service and product to a lot of people especially in regional Australia and especially as you say people going through a really rough time who are struggling for money and sometimes people are putting the cost of this on their credit card that they're going to have to pay back at a later point so it's got to give them some value. Yeah and it does it gives them a hell of a lot of value and this is one of the challenges that a lot of people face with pricing is not understanding the value of what it is that you're providing and you said that Clarissa and Emma have spoken to you about this so I'm sure that they've probably said similar things and you would say similar things to somebody else but it's where it's really helpful to put it out into the worldly just like you've done and get the feedback just like you've done and you can test the price points people Mm. worry about I don't know what price to put on it and I always say well choose a price and experiment Mm. put it out and test it and if no one's buying it maybe it's too expensive and then you can drop it it's just Mm. a number on a website and some forms and however, wherever it's integrated. But it's easy to be reactive. And I've had friends in this sort of entrepreneurial law space who've actually said as soon as they increased the prices, they got more sales because people were like, yeah, like it's, yep. oh, that must be valuable. I'm going for that product. Yep. I'm in that category, definitely, with some of the services that we sell. But you don't know that until you try. You don't know that until you've put something in front of your customers and you can get the feedback and you can see who buys it and who doesn't. Pricing's really interesting. We could talk about it forever, couldn't we? I know, yeah. You've mentioned just before I went off on my tangent about pricing, you can tell that that's something (laughs) I enjoy. But you said that you were going to do a bit of a pivot with the way you're offering the course. And what's behind that? What led to that? I think I had in my mind at the beginning when I started this journey, let's make this accessible for the public because not everyone can access a lawyer. We know that a lot of people, I mean, a lot of people go through separation every year and we know around about 10% of those will end up within the legal system, perhaps a bit more, perhaps a bit less every year. So that effectively leaves a lot of people swimming around in the middle. So my original thoughts were, how can I help these people swimming around the middle who 
either A, don't want to go and see a lawyer because they want to stay. And I hear so many people go, we really don't want to go and see a lawyer. So that's Mm -hmm. why we came to you, even though I am a lawyer, but in the capacity of a mediator. If it makes you happy, that's fine. (laughs) Yes, but when they see me, they see me in my capacity as as a mediator. So I'm not giving them legal advice. Yeah. So there's those people who don't want to see a lawyer or go through the legal process and there's another group of people who just can't afford it. It is completely beyond their limits and, for instance, sometimes when I do mediations, I did an online one fairly recently, these people can't afford lawyers. Their property pool is less than $20,000. So a couple of legal visits and their property pool's gone. It's Mm. just not even an option for them. So it's really interesting. And I guess that's what was really important to me. So that's where I had this reach for the public, that I would really reach for the public and give them this information and almost kind of stop them fumbling around on Google, looking for information, talking to their neighbour, getting advice from the lady in the supermarket, which people do. Everyone wants to give you their opinion on things. Oh, my cousin got taken to the cleaners. You don't want to do that. Or (laughs) don't let him get away for that. You know, that sort of thing. You deserve more, that sort of thing. So to get away from that and to give them quality information, not legal advice, but legal information up front, However, reaching the public and re-educating them around separation and divorce is really tough. And there's some amazing people in our industry who are doing a fabulous job at it, but the majority are really difficult to reach and change their perhaps ingrained ideas on how you should approach separation and divorce. So that was really tough for me, dealing with the public and being a barrister for most of my career. I was a solicitor in the UK for about five years. I don't usually deal with the public. I'm yeah. My client is usually a solicitor. So that was difficult for me. And I found I wasn't able to have that full-time management of the public. So I guess my pivot comes from perhaps looking at how I can help these people, but in a more channeled way so I figure and some of my work on the Gold Coast comes from like-minded family lawyers who I really enjoy working with and who now trust me with their clients without them coming to the mediation which is really you know great for me and Mm. they know they can trust me that I'm not going to talk their clients into anything that's outlandish or that I will always say to their clients before you agree to this I want you to get on the phone to your lawyer and just talk this through. So that's where I kind of thought, well, this is my audience and these are the people sending this client to me. So then I figured, well, perhaps I could go beyond the Gold Coast and perhaps partner with other like-minded family lawyers right across the country the same way that I'm looking to reach people in regional areas and other locations that don't have access to services and products like this. So that's where that came from. So I guess I'm I'm mid pivot again. It's probably part of my slow down, take stock, work out what's important, and really focus on what I really do and who I want to help. So that's where that's come from. I think it will still be the same offering of courses plus mediation, but it will be obviously maybe partnering and I I haven't really finalized what that looks like partnering with like-minded family lawyers who will trust I guess me and the separation place that brand to deliver quality legal information to them 
and obviously assist through mediation online services with me. But there's a hell of a lot of value in that for the lawyers as well, who mm. you partner with, because even if they get a new client and they say, we work with the separation place, these two online programs that are full of all the information you need, you're going to look at them and then I'm going to give you some advice about your position and then we're going to go off to this mediation. And I can just see how that could work so seamlessly and how everybody wins in that scenario. The clients win, the lawyer who, or the solicitors winning and you win. Everybody wins. And another thing that I was thinking of more recently as well, and this is after a conversation with a family lawyer friend of mine who gives initial 15, 30-minute free interviews. Now, people come in, they obviously have their family law problem that they present to them. They find out all the information that they can in that very short, quick consult and converting those clients will maybe be one in five, might be more than that. So imagine if you could capture two or three of those other ones that you're turning away who can't afford your full service. Yeah. But if you give them a referral or a resource, such as a separation place and mediation, they're going to come back to you to get their orders drafted. And they might go away with their parenting plan and not need your services anymore. But if they're dividing their assets, they are going to need you to either draft the binding financial agreement or to draft their consent order for court. Yeah. And that's where you're working with complementary service providers. You're not in competition with these people. No. You really are working together. Yeah, that's right. Wow. It's so exciting. I love it. I haven't spoken to anyone on the podcast yet who's developed this kind of thing. So that's why I've been really looking forward to having this conversation with you. We've been trying to do this for ages, haven't we? But it's okay. Things happen. We got that. I think it's excellent. And I know that people are going to be really interested in not just what you're offering, but also the detail that you've shared about how you've brought it all together and the kind of thought process that you've had to go through. It's, it's, It's excellent. Thank you. Thanks, Lucy. I like to ask one final question of everybody, which is what advice would you give to somebody who wants to do law differently? Do it. For me, I think I'd been looking for this for a long time. For me, it was either leave law or do something differently. Mm. And I guess I was brave enough in that moment to go, I'm going to give it a go and do it differently. And look, I remember the moment that that came about where I met our good friend Clarissa for the first time. And I'd been given a ticket to a social media course that she was running a number of years ago now. And I remember saying to her, I can't do that. I'm a barrister. And she said, why not? And then that was all it took. Those two words, why not? And then I guess the brain started ticking and I'm like, okay, I was bordering on leaving law going, I just can't do this anymore. This is not for me. I can't make it work with my life anymore. I'm going to have to leave. And it was that why not that got me thinking and really started this journey, I guess. So yeah, for me, it was just to do it, you know, go hard or go home. So that's the advice I would give to people. Be brave, go out on a limb and give it a go. The worst that can happen is that it doesn't work and you go back to your day job if you need to earn money. So because we're never going to lose those legal skills that we have. Wow. Isn't that so powerful? Why not? And I can see just in what you've been saying in this interview and and what I know about you as well is you've continued that theme. You've carried that on when you've made these courses and when you've decided maybe I should do it differently. You've just, well, why not? And so you've gone out and done it. That's really powerful. Oh, thanks. Rachel, thank you so much. I've loved talking to you. Thanks. It's always a joy, Lucy, to talk to you. 
Thanks again for tuning in to Doing Law Differently. If you enjoyed the episode, I'd love you to share it with someone else who you think will love it too. You can find all our past episodes at doinglawdifferently.com.au.